This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we hear about moisture, of course. We have the Minister of Agriculture. We also talk with the Minister of Agriculture about his trade trip to Mexico. David Merritt tells us it was a very successful trip. Todd Lewis, Vice President of Canadian Federation of Agriculture, speaks in Ottawa about the carbon tax and the reason it should be exempted for farm use of natural gas and propane, particularly for grain drying. We take a look at cattle markets, and we also have an update on range seeding. It still can be done even this late in the year. The farm weather's in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. The province's Minister of Agriculture says weekend rain and snow is welcome. The weather office says the southern grain belt had rainfall equivalent of 15 to 30 millimeters on the weekend, while the northern grain belt had 5 to 10 millimeters. David Merritt says much of the Saskatchewan grain belt was dry and the moisture is good news. Well, very, very positive. You know, I have talked to a few of my uh, friends here just in the last couple of days, even when it started Saturday night, it started raining here in Assiniboine, and then it started turned to snow, and it snowed all day yesterday. Uh, there's there's lots of water in it, Jim. It's uh, it's great to see, and everybody, even on the social media, I'm seeing are very, very happy that we got some moisture, and uh, obviously, it, it'll all go into the ground, and it's much, much needed. How important is it when it's before freeze up that it gets the the land gets this kind of moisture? Well, you know, everybody was concerned because the the ground was so dry. They thought, well, it's not even going to freeze, right? So, when you see this kind of moisture and it's all going to go into the ground, it'll probably be gone by by next week. It's supposed to get up, you know, to that plus five to plus ten degrees, and it's all going to go into the ground. And uh, it's great to see. And I know a lot of people are sure we need more. But this is obviously a good start going into the winter season. What are your thoughts on seeding plans next year? What do you think farmers will be looking at, given markets and this moisture? Yeah, you know, the markets are all looking pretty good. I think that's, it'll you know, come springtime. I know that probably some of them are already making their decision. I don't think they're going to vary far off of what they've been doing. Jim, you know, they kind of have their three and four crop rotations. They kind of want to stay to that. The markets are pretty solid on, on virtually everything from grains to pulses to oil seeds. So, you know, if that trend continues, I think you'll see, you know, pretty well the same. They might shift a percentage of acres here or there, depending on, you know, market access. And if, if there seems to be a bigger cry for lentils over canola or vice versa or whatever. So, but I think generally they've got the rotations planned and they've got everything in place that I think they're not going to vary too much off it, Jim. David Merritt is the province's Minister of Agriculture. Coming up, we talk about his trade mission trip to Mexico. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CARM. 
This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch Eaves Troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. Agriculture Minister David Merritt is describing last week's trade trip to Mexico as a big success. Merritt says he was involved with the Trinational Agricultural Accord during the five-day trade trip. Actually, it went very, very well. It was all in conjunction with the Trinational Accord, which was in uh, a little place outside of Monterey called Saltillo. So it was Mexico's turn to host. Next year, uh, Saskatchewan will host the Trinational. What it is is state and provincial ag ministers and ag leaders get together and talk about trade issues and trade challenges. And then the federal governments are also there, both U.S. federal, USDA, the Ag and Ag Food Canada is there, and also the Agriculture Ministry of, of Mexico is there as well. So we just talk about the issues that, you know, impact the North American agriculture sector and how we can work together. Obviously, you know, trade flows fairly freely for commodities in the ag side. Mexico is a great exporter of vegetables and fruits into Canada and U.S., and obviously we know what our market is there. Uh, Mexico is our fourth largest agribusiness trading partner in the world. It's becoming a very important market for us. So we tied in a few other days to meet with, obviously, some huge uh, players in the grain industry and the oilseed sector. We're seeing pulses also starting to grow in Mexico. So we felt it was important to meet with these companies and see where there's opportunities, but also to tell our story about just how well we are environmentally sustainable here in the province of Saskatchewan and what our farmers are doing. You talked about pulses. What other, are other main Saskatchewan farm products do we sell to Mexico? Well, canola is, is number one. Canola seed, canola oil, canola meal is still a big part of that. Wheat, they, uh, I talked to uh, two of the biggest companies, well, they are the two largest companies in Mexico. One's a grain buyer and the other one's a grain miller. The one, uh, the miller is the largest in the world. And we've talked to those folks about, you know, the, and they love Canadian wheat. They love, in fact, their customers are demanding that they want Canadian wheat in their flour and things like that. So we see opportunities of growth there. Oats is becoming a big ask and a big supplier down there as well. But we're also seeing, you know, obviously the canola side. We, we met with some canola crushers uh, actually on the last day we were there on Friday and had a good discussion around them because they, they want to get more into canola. Obviously, the, there's some logistical challenges that they're concerned about and uh, versus palm or uh, other types of oil that they're using. So it was a very, very good trip, Jim. We, as I said, we had five very busy days, but they were good days. And hopefully we see some investment opportunities coming to Saskatchewan. So Saskatchewan opened a trade mission in Mexico in May. How handy was that? That was probably the, the highlight of the whole trip, Jim, because we had some meetings with some major, major players in Mexico, and we met with the owners of these companies. And that was all as a result of the trade office in Mexico. Horatio Cuevas is our, our man on the ground there. He has put a team together of two ladies there in in that office. And I also have to uh, acknowledge the ambassador, the Canadian ambassador that allowed Saskatchewan to open our office in the embassy. But the reception that we got from these companies uh, was phenomenal, but it was all a result of the work that Horatio and his team did to get us in the door and get meetings with these companies. And I'll tell you, we told a pretty good story about what we're doing here. And they're very, very interested in what Saskatchewan farmers are doing and, way, and the way we're doing it. So 
I'm very optimistic that we're going to continue to build on these relationships, but it's all due to that office being in Mexico City and having people there. We were at the tri-national gym, and we met with the Mexican states, and Horatio gave a presentation, gave it all in Spanish, and as soon as we were done, the 10 state representatives all came up, handed him his business card, and said, we want to continue to talk. So that's the kind of relationships we want to build. And with a man like Horatio on the ground, we'll build them. Agriculture Minister David Merritt was in Mexico last week for a trade mission and Tri-National Agricultural Accord. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Hey, Kara Ustros here with realagriculture.com. I am back here today with another Canola School episode, and I have here with me Leighton Blaschko of BSF. Uh, We're here to talk about fall soil fertility, and especially when it relates to 4R nutrient management. Now, as we know, 4Rs are the right source, right rate, right time and right place yeah i believe yes <laughs> do you want to elaborate a bit on those four r's so let's start with the first one uh right rate do you want to talk a bit about that yeah well i think you know there's been more and more spotlight put on putting your fertilizer the right amount of fertilizer in the field uh to determine this the key, and that's probably where October timeframe comes in, would be to maybe look at some soil testing. So I know that a lot of places, a lot of people are doing that right now. They're going out there, there's often geo-referenced sampling, so every year you're sampling in exact same places on those exact fields so that you're building a bit of a benchmark and you're able to track nutrients uh, over time. So uh, soil sampling is, you know, gotten pretty elaborate. I think some of the trends or some of the things that have stayed the same for a number of years, which are good fundamental things, are doing soil cores at multiple depths. So some, sometimes you want to do a couple of depths, sometimes you want to do three depths. So maybe the top uh, zero to six inches is uh, where the start, that's a key part piece of the puzzle, and then going either six to 24 or six to 12 and 12 inches to 24 inches, that's, uh, you know, you want to be able to know what is the amount of fertility that you have, what are the nutrients you have, at, at each of these depths. So that's the rate puzzle. We can, we can get that rate piece figured out. Soil tests can be analyzed, decisions made, and uh, the rate can be decided on as to what's the best economical rate because we all know with you know, fertilizer prices being where they are, you only want to put as much as you need. And, and now looking at soil sampling, how far into the year can we be soil sampling? Is, is it too late to be doing that now? No, it's not uh, too late to be sampling. Now is the time to do it, actually. When it's too warm, you haven't, uh, it's not uh, quite the right time to do it. See, this guy even agrees with me. <laughs> He's wanting to talk about the source of fertilizer, not the rate. So, but back to the question about is it too late? It's not too late. Once the soils are starting to cool, 
that's when it's the proper time to start evaluating and you uh, are then able to make some proper decisions and the uh, labs are able to analyze it for and give you a good indicator of what you have. Now, as this cow in the background really wants to talk about source, uh, right source, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah, so I guess that's one of the other uh, four R's is what's the right source. So we know that there's a lot of choices of, uh, you know, of ability or ways that you can put the fertility on your, uh, on your, on your, on your land. There's dry fertilizer, there's liquid fertilizer, there's anhydrous ammonia for nitrogen source as an example, there's coated products, there's a, a bunch of technologies that are really advancing and then even, uh, you know, even manure, you know, we're talking about the cattle or we're joking about the cattle but, uh, you know, manure is another very, very good source of, uh, of nutrients and, uh, you know, I think considering what you want to use, what works for your equipment, what works for the logistics on your farm, uh, that's all, those are all keys that come into place with the right source. Okay, and uh, right time? Yeah, so the right time, I guess, uh, you know, there's, you want to look at what makes sense for your operation. A lot of producers are putting on um, all their fertilizer on at seeding. That is probably a good time for some producers, but sometimes that if you've got large volumes, so the rate is quite high, it becomes a logistical nightmare. And we know that sometimes logistics, most times logistics trumps everything. So broadcasting some nutrients might be an option for this time of year to take some workload or to take some uh, volume out of your air carts in the spring. So that's uh, a little bit about that R. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your Agra Weather Forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries this afternoon. Wind northwest 20, the high zero. Fog patches developing overnight, the low minus 8. And we have reached zero. Wednesday, partly cloudy, fog patches dissipating tomorrow morning. Wind south 20, the high plus 1, the low minus 6. Thursday, sunny, the high plus 2, the low zero. Friday, sunny and warmer, the high 7 degrees, the low minus 3. Saturday, sunny with a high of 6, the low minus 1. Sunday, sunny, the high 12, the low plus 2. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 11 degrees. Normal high for this date is 7, the normal low is minus 6. The sun rose at 7.37 this morning, it sets at 5.48 tonight. And currently, the hot spot in Saskatchewan is Maple Creek at plus 5. The cold spot up north, Key Lake, at minus 5. Estevan is plus one, Saskatoon plus two, Swift Current minus one, Weyburn zero, Yorkton is minus two, Regina cloudy and zero, that's 32 Fahrenheit, winds are from the west-northwest at 15, humidity is 90%, the barometric pressure rising 101.2, light snow in Moose Jaw this hour, zero, winds are from the west at nine, once again Regina cloudy and zero, that's 32 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. 
You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com and brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. CN Rail says it set a new weekly grain movement record earlier this month. CN says grain shipments for the week of October 16th reached 806,000 tons, exceeding the previous record by over 50,000 metric tons. The record follows CN's second best September ever for grain movement from Western Canada, with over 2.64 million tons moved to market. Chief Marketing Officer Doug McDonald says CN will continue delivering results for Canadian farmers and all customers. CN also says a bridge fire shut down a CN branch line in northern Alberta October 5th. A week later, the track was reopened to move grain and lumber. CN says the company moved the equivalent of 20 Olympic-sized swimming pools of material to fill in where the bridge had stood. The Commons Agriculture Committee heard more support this week for legislation to exempt farm use of propane and natural gas from the federal carbon tax. The private member's bill, 234, introduced by the Tories more than a year ago, has the full support of all the opposition parties in Ottawa. It's aimed at making propane and natural gas exempt from the federal carbon tax when used on-farm for drying grain or air conditioning for livestock. Saskatchewan farmer and vice president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture, Todd Lewis, told the committee that while alternatives for drying grain are still years away, farmers are paying the ever-increasing federal carbon tax right now. Farmers are early adopters of, of technology and always have been. So as they become available, if uh, they make practical sense, farmers will use those those practices. But, uh, you know, as to what the professor said, it's uh, it's difficult to envision how to uh, replace a, a 600 horsepower tractor with a with an electric motor under current conditions. So it, it will be another, a number of years until we get there. Um, agriculture ha- is wide and varied across this country, and there and there's many opportunities to uh, lower our, our uh, fossil fuel, fuel use. And uh, research and, and technology are going to be a big part of that. We're not there yet, and uh, but we are paying the, this carbon tax today, and it's coming out of producers' pockets today, right as we speak. You know, this year's gr- drying costs are increased because of the carbon tax. So I think that's an example of of something that very practically it's pinching producers ability to invest in new technologies before before we even get some of these technologies off the ground and that's what farmers are saying let's let's get these programs developed and then we can you know we can offset things do those kind of things but the carbon taxes come first and that's very difficult for producers to deal with because it's money out of their pockets today that's cfa vice president todd lewis of gray he spoke yesterday to the commons agriculture committee in o- You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Premier Scott Moe says his government's throne speech tomorrow will include information about an international trade office in the European Union. 
Mo told a luncheon of business leaders yesterday in Saskatoon, the office will help promote Saskatchewan as a viable and sustainable solution for countries that are affected by global energy and food depletions. It will mark the ninth such office in different places around the world for Saskatchewan. Russia's war in Ukraine has resulted in surging revenues and expectations of increased production for Saskatchewan's potash, uranium and agricultural industries. Moe says the Saskatchewan party government also plans to introduce legislation ensuring jurisdiction over Saskatchewan's resources and aims to increase immigration to help address a shortage of workers. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed during the past week. Provincial cattle specialist Fonda Froats says more than 40,000 head of cattle were marketed across the province during the past week. Well, for the most part, prices for feeder cattle are strong, but they were overall mixed across the weight categories this past week. Feeder steer prices ranged from 341.25 per hundred weight for the three to four hundred pound category to 223.75 per hundred weight for the 900 plus pound weight category. The largest increase was 12.15 per hundred weight for steers weighing between three to four hundred pounds. The remaining weight categories were either up or down between one to two dollars per hundred weight from the previous week. Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices ranged from 251.47 per hundred weight for the three to four hundred pound weight category to 210.56 for the 800 plus pound category. Heifers above 800 pounds had the largest price increase of 593 above the previous week's price. The remaining categories range from being down 128 per hundred weight at the most to prices increasing 295 per hundred weight for the week. And the factors behind these changes? Well, I think we've seen prices remain fairly steady with the main difference being more calves coming to market and therefore buyers were able to have their pick. I think we're seeing stronger pricing in those calves that there is more competition for that offering. We're continuing to see support from the lower Canadian dollar and the positive feeder futures. What were marketings? Feeder cattle volumes were way up last week with Canfax reporting 40,520 feeder cattle sold in Saskatchewan over the week. This is more than double the 17,446 head the previous week. The weekly volume was similar to what we've seen a year ago. However, marketings in 2022 are still 17% lower year to date compared to 2021. What happened with market ready cattle prices? The Canfax price for Alberta fed steers reported on October 21st was 180.62, and this is down just 25 cents from the 180.87 that we seen two weeks ago. A year ago, the price for Alberta fed steers averaged 155.61 per hundred weight during the same week. And looking to cows, we seen them drop slightly last week with D2 cows falling an average of 20 cents per hundred weight from the previous week, ending up at 104 per hundred weight. The price of D3 slaughter cows were down about 85 cents per hundred weight to average 89.07 per hundred weight. Provincial cattle specialist Fonda Froats compiles the weekly cattle market summary for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Ministry of Agriculture says there's still time to seed fields to grass this fall. Paige Fraff is the range management specialist in Humboldt. Are you planning on seeding your fields to grass this fall? If you are, there's still time. Seeding forages in the fall between October 15th and freeze up can be a good alternative to spring or summer seeding. 
dormant fall seeding can be helpful to manage spring workload and access areas that flood in the spring. Late fall seeding also allows for greater control of some perennial weeds. So timing is really critical with this type of seeding. A rule of thumb is to seed forages when the average daily and air soil temperatures are 5 degrees Celsius or less. Ideally, producers should target soil temperatures that are less than 2 degrees Celsius. Dormant seeding may not work in all cases, and there are a few concerns that can lower establishment success. Some of the risk being seeding too early in the fall or seeds germinating too early in the spring. If you seed too early in the fall, before the soil temperatures are low enough, seeds will take on moisture and can start to germinate and then can get killed off by cold winter temperatures. If your seeds germinate too early in the spring when the soil warms up, they may be susceptible to early spring frosts. For dormant seeding, it's good to increase the seeding rate by 20 to 30% compared to spring seeding. Regardless of the time of year perennial forages are put in the ground, it's good to keep in mind a few key points. So the first one being purchasing quality seed and asking for a seed certificate so that the seed content is known. Another one is seeding at the correct depth. Forage seeds are generally small, so be careful not to seed too deep. You'll also want to prepare a firm seed bed to ensure that there's good seed to soil contact. You'll want to use the correct seeding rate and ensure that your equipment is metering it accurately. And then you'll also want to start controlling your weeds a year or two in advance so that you have a good handle on them. And lastly, you'll want to make sure that you have good soil fertility in that area. And you can do so by getting a soil test done. For more information on seeding forages and available funding, please call the Agriculture Knowledge Center at one 866 457-2377. The Alberta Farm Animal Care Association says there's a mixed bag of reasons as to why there's a vet shortage on the prairies right now. Spokesperson Melissa Moggy says location is a big part of it. The major shortages that we see is in rural areas. And of course, if there's not already a veterinary clinic established in that area, you have to take on that responsibility of setting up a veterinary clinic yourself. And that is a huge financial task, but also it's a lot of work and you're not going to see much return in the short term. It's going to be a huge investment. And of course, because you're in a isolated area, you are often the only veterinarian that is available. So you're overworked. You're always on call. And unfortunately, not only do we have a shortage of veterinarians, we have a shortage of veterinary technicians. The Alberta Veterinary Medical Association recently said there's about 800 fewer veterinarians in the province than there should be. The latest Sasqueed outlooks as economic uncertainty and the invasion of Ukraine continued to weigh on grain markets this week. Michael Wilton with Mercantile Consulting compiled this week's market outlook. He says the Russian invasion of Ukraine remains a key factor in the market. Declining Russian wheat prices and mixed reports from the trade corridor pressured European values last week. In the Black Sea, the Russian UN ambassador said he was not optimistic about the renewal of the export corridor, as Russian demands are not being addressed. Turkish importers say there are no Russian offers beyond mid-November. Despite a huge wheat harvest this season, Russia's Agmin says they are considering an export quota on all grains. The export quota for all grains would be 25.5 million tons of grain and would begin February 15th and end on June 30th. The quota still needs government approval. They did not say how much wheat was included in the quota. We see this movement as an attempt to scare the market into paying more for Russian wheat. In the coming week, the uncertainties in Ukraine remain, 
Talks surrounding the renewal of the trade corridor and Russia again concentrating on civilian targets will affect commodity markets. Export commitments remain well below last year's due to economic uncertainties. The continued strong dollar and a fear of economic meltdowns will keep buyers of volume hard to find, and we expect harvest pressure to keep futures prices low and in a narrow range. We remain optimistic for wheat prices in the long term. In the meantime, we expect futures to trade lower, but in a narrow range. We would not extend sales for now. Michael Wilton with Mercantile Consulting compiled this week's market report for the SAS Wheat. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain markets were reflecting downward pressure. Viterra prices for canola fell 190 at 861.72. One red spring wheat dropped 787 at 414.63. All the rest were unchanged. Durham 491.52. Feed barley 367.87. Chickpeas 925.95. Flax 752.98. Lentils 748.50. Oats 275.32. Yellow peas 459.89 and feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December fell seven and a quarter cents at 9.50 and a half cent. It's the livestock reports on the Source 620 CARM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of October 25th. Our last regular sale was on October 12th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1 to $1.15. D3 cows sold from $0.85 cents to $0.99. Cents. Counter cows sold for $0.50 cents to $0.80. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.35 to $1.49. We had a pre-sorted Charlay and all breed sale here on Monday. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged $2.88. It sold up to $3.10. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.84 and sold up to $3.10. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.68 and sold up to $3. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.62 and sold up to $2.78. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.53 and sold up to $2.63. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged two dollars and forty six cents and sold up to two dollars and sixty cents. Six fifty to seven hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and forty four cents and sold up to two dollars and fifty three cents. Seven hundred to eight hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and forty one cents and sold up to two dollars and sixty five cents. And eight hundred to nine hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and thirty eight cents and sold up to two dollars and forty five cents. Heifers were about forty to forty five cents back from the steers. 
steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 500-pound tan steers at $2.78 a pound, a load of 550-pound tan steers at $2.63 a pound, a load of 600-pound tan steers at $2.55 a pound, a load of 650-pound tan steers at $2.50 a pound, and a load of 700-pound tan steers at $2.47 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, $232.02 per CKG. Coming up... Th- this is the Saskatchewan Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. The province says a routine hunter compliance check last fall sparked an investigation that uncovered a Saskatchewan family's pattern of unethical hunting practices and offenses committed over the last decade. The province alleges the family members used each other's hunting seals, shot a moose without a license, and falsified hunter harvest survey records, among other offenses. Four people from Wakao pleaded guilty to 18 counts of wildlife infractions earlier this year, and received combined fines of $17,000. They also received hunting suspensions ranging from one to three years. A hobby farmer on southern Vancouver Island is warning locals that a cougar is picking off livestock in the Cowichan Valley. Shannon Flynn of Cobble Hill says they found one of her five sheep dead Thursday, missing a leg and partially buried. The cougar came back and grabbed another of the farm sheep the next day, and Flynn says they've moved the last three to a friend's farm for protection. She says other farmers in the area have reported a goat and sheep loss to the cougar, and conservation officers are recommending locking away your livestock at night to protect them. On the markets, the TSX is up 139 points to 19,057. The Dow has risen 237 points to 31,737. Oil has gained 67 cents to 85.25 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73.30 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.